Yoda Lassard. So friendly and regal. Uh, General Hospital, Tootsie. He was great in Tootsie. Really good. Punky Brewster. He was on Hogan's Heroes. Six million dollar man. There is only one answer for this. There's no backup. There's no second answer. We there's no third answer. There's only one person that could ever play this role and I would argue would play it better. And I very rarely say that. This person would have been a better casting 100 out of 100 times. Leslie Nielsen, The Naked Gun. There's not even a question that this is who it would be for. He takes it too seriously. That's ex- Lassard. You're thinking Lassard when he's like dementia and he's going to Miami and dropping golf balls all yeah. over the airport. Think about how funny Leslie Nielsen would be at the podium scene. Think about how funny he would be giving his speeches walking back and forth he doesn't have the like you're not you're not on this one welcome to buzz in the tower a podcast dedicated to the movies of the 1980s prepare to be stuffed in our delorean and taken on a trip through the best decade of film ever hey mo we better back up we don't have enough road to get up to 88 roads where we're going we don't need roads So if you love Caddyshack, The Goonies, Aliens, Weird Science, Spies Like Us, The Great Outdoors, Empire Strikes Back, The Great Muppet Caper, Pretty in Pink, Predator, Rocky IV, Roadhouse, Say Anything, Real Genius, Short Circuit, Some Kind of Wonderful, Beverly Hills Cop, Akira, Tango and Cash, The Breakfast Club, and They Live, just to name a few, then sit back, relax, and get ready to be entertained. Because we came here to chew bubblegum and podcast about 80s movies, and we're all out of bubblegum. If you haven't already, subscribe to Buzz in the Tower on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever your favorite podcast platform is. And while you're there, leave a review and a five-star rating. It's a moral imperative! You can also find us on TikTok, Instagram, and all social media platforms by searching the tag at Buzz in the Tower. That's B-U-Z-Z-N, The Tower. Also, check out our website, buzzinthetower.com, and grab some officially licensed gear. It's so choice. If you have the means, I highly recommend picking some up. Now, if you want to get nuts, let's get nuts. Head on over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash buzzinthetower. With memberships as low as $3 a month, you can have access to tons of extra content, and a portion of all proceeds go directly to Save Ferris. Buzz in the Tower is brought to you by Capsiva Pain Relieving Gel. Arthritis, muscle soreness, psoriasis, this all-natural gel designed to increase blood flow. Max, I, I can't just read. I got to speak from the heart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If, if you're riding Falcor all day long and your legs are sore. <laughs> no, it's like the Duke brothers in Coming to America. You're back after, that, that's after right. Capsiva. <laughs> <laughs> this stuff is great. Go to their website, capsiva.com, and you can do a free trial of it. And we're real fortunate to work with them as a sponsor because this is something I believe in because I, again, am old as dirt and need this to basically get up in the morning and move around. Yeah, it spikes me up too. Yeah, and you're not as old as I am, but you certainly are falling apart. Yes, I am. Well, we sit down a lot for the show. <laughs> we do sit a lot. So capsiva.com, try the gel. It will change your life. Buzz in the Tower is also brought to you by Bolton Legal Group. I didn't think I mentioned this on our last ad. So one of the benefits of Bolton Legal Group, Ian Bolton, who is just a maverick in his own right. He does it his own way. He, he's, he's a maverick. He's not dangerous. 
but he's dangerous. So he's a Maverick like Mel Gibson Maverick or Tom Cruise Maverick? Any, anyways, all the contract work. You know, Buzz in the Tower is no joke. We've got sponsors. We're working with all different types of people. We have guests that are coming on the show. All the contract work, real estate, anything having to do with commercial real estate, business. He's your guy. Southeast Michigan, Northeast Michigan, born and raised in South Detroit. That's, That's not, not even a real a place. That's not a real place. It's Journey. It's a great Journey song. It is. Uh, he will fight like a rabid dog for you. Yeah. He's the Johnny Lawrence of attorney. He will sweep the leg. There's no mercy. Johnny lost. And he only lost that one tournament. He won all the others. All right, moving along. He's not drinking a Coors Light watching Iron Eagle in a, in a shammy apartment. For more information, go to ianboltonlawgroup.com. Tell them that Buzz in the Tower sent you and get ready to win your case. Today's episode, Recasting Police Academy. Perhaps the greatest contribution of the 1980s is the Police Academy hexology. Never before has such a bold effort been successfully attempted. Create not just one, but six of the greatest comedic films ever and all within a 10-year span. Today on Buzz in the Tower, we take Mauser Thompson Proctor, Hightower, Lassard, Callahan, Tackleberry Harris, Sweet Chuck Zed, Motormouth Jones, and Mahoney, and recast them with other actors from the 80s. I'm Mo Shapiro, and joining me as always, the bar to my blue oyster, Max Sanders. And with that... You ready to tango? I got fake mustaches and leather jackets. Oh, you got the gimp? Is the gimp in there? Is that the first gimp? No, cruising, 1980. Yeah. 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 Pulp Fiction, too. That's to- later. Today is a real, real special This should be day. a national holiday. Max, let me walk you through my week. Monday night. Police Academy. Police Academy 1. <laughs> Tuesday night. Police Academy 2 and 3. Ooh, got both in. Wednesday night. Police Academy 4. Nice. Thursday night. No Police Academy. Okay. You need a, <laughs> I need a break. I need a break. <laughs> Friday night, Police Academy 5. Saturday morning, Police Academy 6. Ooh, that's a week. Sunday, before we started Did recording, Moscow? I considered jumping out of the 80s just to round out the... <laughs> the, the what about the TV show? Oh, I got camera. I'm, there's a cartoon, too, and yeah. a video game. There's yeah. all types of stuff. Max, welcome to the show. I'm so excited. And I just can't hide it. Researching this, studying on this, it was great. Uh, before we jump in, we've got a couple things to cover per use. Our Patreon, Max... It grows every week. More powerful. More powerful than you can possibly imagine. Kenobi! I have the high ground. You do? Oh, uh, maybe. I want to welcome... I want to be Anakin. Uh, I want to be Anakin. I want to welcome our newest Patreon members. And before I welcome them, just a reminder, your opportunity to support your favorite podcast, Buzz in the Tower, three different levels that you can get in at, $3, $5, and $10 a month. We love the support. We appreciate it. We're Say pump- the names. It's Goose, Iceman, and Maverick. Jesus Christ, Max. It's Fine. so cool. You it created is really cool. it. All right. I'm sorry. I'm yeah. sorry. It worked out perfectly. It did. Yeah. And we've got some, we got a mix and match of all of them. And the support's been great. We send some pretty funny videos to our current Patreons. If you want to see some behind the scenes footage. In fact, today, some real cool behind the scenes footage of Max opening a gift. We'll talk about that in a minute. So back to Patreon. Welcome to our co-pilot. Welcome to our flight club. It's the flight club. You like that? There's a strip club by the airport. Named okay, that. never mind then. <laughs> I don't like that. <laughs> Welcome Dave, Sarah, Malka, Aaron, Megan, Carol, and Andrea to the Buzz in the Tower Patreon. Welcome aboard. Woo, you did it. Regarding that comment, Thank you so much. <laughs> regarding that comment I made about a gift, our Buzz in the Tower fan spotlight contenders. 
Contenders Clothing. Contenders Clothing. Visit them. What's their website, Max? Contendersclothing.com. The coolest swag out there. And they sent us a package and we opened that package. And let me just tell you what we found inside. Boxer briefs, Max. Not just boxer briefs. This is the type of stuff that you and I would wear days on end. Without pants. Without pants. Absolutely. <laughs> We've got Clubber Lang boxers, Karate Kid boxers, Iceman Top Gun boxers, Cobra Kai boxers, and Creed boxers. I mean, they read my mind. They. It's not a hard book. It's <laughs> mostly pictures. <laughs> so thank you again, guys. It was great having you on the show. Beyond kind of you to send that amazing gear our way. And uh, if Max and I weren't so shy, we would post some pictures of us. I'm going to it. anyways. I got but, dancers. There legs. you go. You do have dancers legs. It's you know, people weird. think I shave my legs. I don't. I just have I'd like to move on. I'd like to move on from this. I have great legs. No, let's I'm told, let's go. And <laughs> moving on. Uh, what else, Max? What else you got? Uh, there's a fan of ours from the UK, Wayne Chatfield. Oh, yeah. Just been talking to him lately. And he said he's a builder from the UK. Shout out. You know, global domination. I love our. Power. I love our across the pond listeners. Yeah, I mean, well, they're also nice. Yeah, in Australia, you love yes, Australia. I do love Australia. That's true. <laughs> During COVID, he was a builder and he got laid off for five months. You know, couldn't do anything because of the, all the COVID stuff. Mm-hmm. He's got two kids at university. He was a little bit panicked about what to do, and he said our podcast was like a refuge for him. Yeah, yeah. I read the message he sent. It's, it put a smile on his face. It did, which and is that's what we're here unbelievable. For. Really, yeah. All you heroes out there, you know, we're here for we're here to make you smile. Yes. I can be your <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's Enrique Iglesias. It is. I don't know where that came from. <laughs> Weird place in my head. Wayne, we appreciate the note. It genuinely fuels us. It means a ton to us when we get that kind of stuff. And so happy to hear things are going well. And uh keep listening because we will keep on giving you everything you need. We are your one stop shop for smiles. We're the wind beneath your wings. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Max, back to Police Academy. Yeah. The greatest soundtrack of all time. Wow, that's a bold statement. It's so much fun hearing that music. A lot of saxophone. There's a lot of saxophone. No, it's the drumming and like the kind of formal policeness of it all, but with the campiness. Yes. You know instantly. I do. For those that are new to the show, this is a little bit different than a normal recasting. So standard recasting, recasting The Princess Bride. We take the movie The Princess Bride. We take the important characters. We don't do every single character. We do the ones that you and I deem are important. Cherry pick. Yeah. We list them from least important to most important. And then we pick another person from the 80s, another actor, and replace them. We also identify the movie we're thinking of. So it's not just that actor's whole body of work. It's Tom Cruise from Top Gun. And we identify the film, not Tom Cruise from Risky Business. It's got to be that one film. That's our recasting, standard recasting. However, there are six Police Academy movies. Each one as good as the last. That took place in the 80s. So we are going to take our characters from the accumulation of those six and speak about our recasting based on that and supposed to just just police academy one so can you like hot wheels guy go through all six oh, super wow. fast no not hot wheels micro machines yeah i yeah. it's sad that i knew what you were talking about <laughs> you want me to give a six movie recap yeah you say these are the movies you've seen the most right when my parents got divorced this was the thing that my dad would take me to go see. Like every year, there was a movie that came out, and every year, the him and I went to go see this. Oh, I know. <laughs> don't you? I don't think I started going until was I was a little Callahan, bit older. Like your first crush? Y- yes, but yes, 100%. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I can try. Let's, uh, I will give a summary of the six Police Academy films. Right, well, two minutes a, on the clock. Can I get a sip of water? No. <laughs> All right, hold on. 1984 Police Academy 1. Times have changed, Max. It's not your grandpa's police academy. It's, no, not, it's not. It's not a bunch of six foot four, blue, blue eyed, <laughs> white haired Johnsons walking around. <laughs> Chief of Police Hearst and uh, Lieutenant Harris. 
They don't like what's going on. They don't like this new police academy. Commandant Lassard, who runs the police academy, is cool with it. He's kind of an easygoing guy. <laughs> sure. <laughs> They're getting a lot of different people. Tall, short, fat, thin, different races, different genders, different everything. And Hertz and Harris devise a plan. They're going to run these guys out of town. And that's what this movie's about. Uh, you are introduced to all these characters. You've got Hightower, who is a florist, and he's a six foot six. <laughs> six foot seven. <laughs> Sorry, six foot seven. Retired NFL football player in real life. You've got Tackleberry. You've got Hooks. You've got Motormouth Jones. You've got Callahan, who's an instructor at the police academy. But more importantly, you've got Mahoney. And Mahoney, instead of going to jail, says, I'll go to the police academy because the guy at the police station was a buddy of his dad's and gives him, a, gives him a choice. What a great pl- premise for uh, a reason to be in the police Absolutely. academy. So he joins the police academy and he is just like, I'm not, I'm going to get thrown out. Yeah. And hilarity ensues. But he eventually falls in love with Kim Cattrall, who is one of the recruits there. Karen Thompson. Who decides he wants to stay because of her and and at the end of this incredible flick, you remember the right, breaks out. Yeah, remember the Chicago fire supposedly was because a cow kicked a lantern and it lit everything on fire. Why would I know that? I don't know. <laughs> but that's basically what happened is uh, Fackler, another one of these awful recruits, throws an apple, starts a citywide riot, and all these academy recruits save the day. That's the end of Police Academy 1. That then takes us to Police Academy 2. Faster on the second one. I was. I got to move it faster. You're right. Yeah. Police Academy 2, what happens after you graduate from the academy? You have to get placed at a police station. So Lassar has a younger brother and his younger brother is at a precinct that has like the most amount of crime and awful stuff going on. Really bad. Really bad. And at that station, you've got Mauser and Proctor. And those two are out to usurp the power of Lassard's little brother and eventually become the chief police. So he calls his big brother, Eric Lassard, who's the commandant and says, Eric, I need some good men and women. Send me your best. And who's he send? Mahoney, Tackleberry, Motormouth Jones, the whole group. They come over to the station. They want to help. They're fighting Mauser, who's a pain in the butt. So they do some pranks on him. And I'm going as quick as I can. I'm overwhelmed right now. So anyways, at the end of this, oh, yeah. there's a gang. They're called the Scullions. They're led by Bobcat Goldway. Ah. Yeah, whose name is Zed. Zed terrorizes Sweet Chuck, who is a local business owner. They come up with an idea to have a carnival. The carnival gets ruined by the Scullions. Basically, Mahoney's thrown off the force along with Lassard's little brother. And they decide they're going to go undercover. He goes undercover. He finds where the Scullions hide out is it's not at the new zoo it's at the old zoo they go to the old zoo he's he's discovered as an undercover cop the whole gang gets together they save the day and we go to police academy three all right i'm gonna do this one i'm gonna show you how it's done to contrite well you pick the easiest one police academy two their first assignment Take me to Police Academy 3. They might shut down the academy. They have to battle another academy to see who's going to survive. The gang becomes instructors. The governor gets captured. They save the governor. The end. I mean, that's terrible. You got to talk about, there's so many things you missed. I'm just going to give this an option. How about Mauser's the commandant and the other competing one? I mean, all right, fine, whatever. (laughs) I hate you so much. Moving on to Police Academy. Moving on to Police Academy 4, Citizens on Patrol. Commandant Lassard comes up with this amazing idea to engage the community. It's a great idea. (laughs) To engage the community and build more trust and help them basically police. The idea is so good that he goes and travels overseas to pitch this idea and talk with other people. While he's doing that, they have to have someone look over the station. So they bring back my friend and yours, Captain Fattius Harris. 
Harris, who now is back after a two movie hiatus, movie hiatus which is crap. I loved him. So they have all these people who are now joining them, including David Spade, which is wild. And they have this new new group of citizens. They put the program together. They fall on their face. They get picked back up. The international people come over to the United States to see the cops program, Citizens on Patrol. You get it, uh. cops. Citizens on Patrol. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. There's a rap. You got to hear it. They come back. Proctor accidentally lets out a jail full of ninjas. Simon Says. <laughs> Simon Says gets them busted. Uh, <laughs> It's amazing. Uh, and who's the guy doing Simon Says is from... Uh, it's a text cop. Yeah, yeah. From, uh, uh, Raising Arizona. Yeah, Raising Arizona. And, and also, also from... Uncommon, 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 Uncommon Valor. Valor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they have to... There's a balloon chase. Sharon Stone's involved. And we move on to the next one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going as quick as I can. Police Academy 5. Water boats. Assignment Miami Beach. Swamp boats. We lose Mahoney. I don't know how we ever got over this. He's gone. Lassard <laughs> is still there. Harris is sick of Lassard. Breaks into... Hearst's office and finds out that Lassard has to retire and he's a year overdue. So they force him into retirement. He's being honored as the police officer of the decade. So he brings all of his favorite graduates with him to Miami. While he's in Miami, he's goofy and he accidentally switches suitcases with jewel, yeah, with diamond thieves. The whole thing is them trying to get the diamonds back. There's a chase scene. Lassard thinks it's just a an activity that they do at this police retreat. And, and they save the day. Oh, and Lassard's nephew is there who now is supposed to replace Ho- Mahoney. Who's Lloyd Braun in Seinfeld? It makes me uncomfortable. Police Academy 6. This guy from Miami is still with them. They're they're now cops back in their regular district. And the mayor is dealing with this crime wave that's hitting the, what is it? The old 51 bus route. The Obviously. Old, the old 51 bus route, which uh, in Wilson Heights, nobody understands what's going on, but they're devaluing the property so they can buy it up. And spoiler alert on all this, the mayor is behind it. And you have a group of three bad guys. One's good with weapons, matches up with Tackleberry. One's a giant and strong, matches up with Hightower. And one is good with karate who matches up with Mortermouth Jones. At the end of the movie, they find out that Harris was the one who was leaking information on this task squad to the mayor who's giving it to the bad guys and they do a Scooby-Doo face mask reveal (laughs) and it's the mayor. You are not truncated in how you do things. (laughs) You just listen to your voice. You're like, mm, Mo is talking. Because this is not easy to do. Do people really need to know like the small details? Like the I can't just take, I can't take a break. Can I get a drink of water? No, please. right in. I, I need I water. Want you frail and fragile. And there you have it, folks. Please can me one through six. <laughs> Max, can we call it a day? I'm, exa- no. I'm exhausted. <laughs> Recasting. So, okay, recasting. We need, we need facts for this movie too. Yes, let's Bravo. talk about let's talk about facts. Max, what do you got on this movie? Hit me. So original director Hugh Wilson also did Blast from the Past and Dudley Do Right. If you're friends with Brendan Fraser, you can be my friend. Don't you just love Brendan Fraser? I do. Yeah. I'm a big Brendan Fraser fan. So he took this movie after being turned down for Amadeus. <laughs> like, did he just like, he's like, screw real movies. I'm going to make fun of these movies. Written by Neil Israel, who also wrote and directed Bachelor Party and wrote Real Genius. Ooh. So, I mean, come on. That's why we love this movie. And the original cost $4.5 million, made $81.1 million. Michael Keaton originally was supposed to star in this and Dom DeLuise was originally supposed to direct it. Ooh, that would have been good. <laughs> I want Dom DeLuise as a cop. Other people who are Audition for Mahoney. Bruce Willis, Tom Hanks, Judge Reinhold. <laughs> That's awesome. Do you know who hates this movie more than any person alive? Steve Gutenberg? Roger Ebert. This is like <laughs> one of his most hated films and series ever. That's fair. Totally fair. I guess this is one of Bill Clinton's favorite movies series. That might be my favorite fact <laughs> is that he told Gutenberg whenever I'm, whenever I'm really down, things are bad. Uh, who am I even imitating? I can't even do a Bill Clinton to no, save my kind life. Of Bill. Your Bill's better than mine. I have a real good Bill. Do a good Bill. Well, no, that's Ron <laughs> well, Reagan. That's yeah, Ron I know Reagan. mine sounds like Reagan. Anyways, Bill Clinton loves this movie. But Least shocking thing ever, by the way. <laughs> 
you know, Hillary Clinton was upset with him. I he, know who Hillary is. I know Hillary Clinton. Yes. Because he made their young daughter watch all six in a row with him. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's like the most Bill Poor Clinton Chelsea thing ever. That is the most Bill Clinton. I'd be upset too. Trish would murder me if my kids saw any of these movies. They're grossly inappropriate. It's also the most successful West German film of 1984. Makes total sense. <laughs> Absolutely makes total sense. But what what city is it? They never they, don't, they never say. Yeah. Yeah. I find that fun. So and, oh, this is a quiz for you. Only three actors are in all seven films. Who yeah, are it's uh Tackleberry, yep. Motormouth Jones, yeah. and Lassard. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah, yeah. And also, did you know Tony Hawk was fired from Police Academy Four? Yeah, he was unconvincing as a stunt double. <laughs> for for David Spade. They're like, but in the, the end, but he's in the end credits. His, his skateboarding is in the end credits. That's cool. And I guess David Spade knew how to skateboard, but he was nervous about it because he was around all these professionals and yeah. he didn't want to like look bad doing it. I can't picture David Spade skating. I can't either. <laughs> I love these in this movie. Yeah. Do you remember the scene when, when Mahoney teaches Hightower how to drive? Yeah, where they ripped the car seats out. So the original driver that they had was passed out drunk in the trailer, so they couldn't use him. So instead, Hugh did it, the director. No way. Yeah, he came and that's actually him in that scene. That's cool. I thought so. And do you know how these movies came about? I do. Do you want me to tell you or do you want to say it? You can do it. All right, thanks. Air out of my tires. So, uh... <laughs> Paul uh, Maslansky got the idea during production of The Right Stuff in 1983. They had cadets come to do scene control in San Francisco, and he was watching all these different cadets get out of the truck. Tall, fat, short, you know, thin, all these different looking, you know, men and women. And he turned to one of the police officers and said, so is this going to be San Francisco's finest? And that police officer was like, we have to accept everyone, but after two weeks, we can boot them out if we want to. And that was the inspiration for Police Academy. Yeah. Yeah. That's a fun one. So Marion Ramsey, who played Hooks, do you know what the inspiration for her soft voice was? Michael Jackson. <laughs> she met Michael Jackson. Briefly. You and I have the same facts. This is no fun. I can't <laughs> surprise you with anything. Uh, what else? Do you know that within the community of security guards, that calling someone a Tackleberry is referring to someone who's super into guns? Yeah. 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 Tackleberry is the best. Uh, I, he's probably one of my favorite characters. I called David Graff. He's Judge Reinhold on steroids. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I can see that. Up, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? The original VHS, when it was released, sold 107,000 copies, which is largely in part why they said, let's get more more of these going right now. So why do you love these movies? It's a combination of the time in my life that I was watching them. Like mm -hmm. th I love Married with Children, the show Married with Children. I don't like it. And when I was growing up, this type of like juvenile slapstick, sexually inappropriate humor yeah. was right in the wheelhouse of the age that I was at. And the Police Academy movies had these moments, these just slapstick moments. It wasn't quite parody to the level of the naked gun and airplanes. It's halfway between the mockumentary satire airplane, this is Spinal Tap, and like the Ivan Reitman, Hailed Ramis smart yeah. comedies. It's yeah, right it's in right in the middle. It's right in the middle. Yeah. It's got Hightower throwing a suitcase 150 miles up in the air or throwing that football and hitting the guy yeah. and then the rope pulls him back, <laughs> which you can't see. So yeah, I totally agree. But it, it just, I don't know, it was fun and light. I mean, looking, watching it now, now it's like grossly inappropriate <laughs> on, on a thousand different but fronts. But they fun of everybody. They do pretty, yeah. pretty fairly. Um, and it never felt like they were talking down, to, like even the Blue Oyster Bar, which is problematic, yeah. but, but it was never talking down to them. No. It was just funny. They you just know? like to dance. Yeah. They just like to dance. Oh man. I, I don't know. I mean, I love these movies. I have, I mean, I have the box set on DVD. What's your favorite one? Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> God. Three. Yeah, three's the best. Three's the best. The jet skis at the end, you're like, what is three? Three's, three's the best because Zed and Sweet Chuck 
being in the academy with each other is incredible. Well, the lightness of it's academy versus academy rather than real world stuff. Right. It's just like, la, la, la. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Totally, totally. I agree. I agree. Awesome. All right. I've only got a handful more fun facts. Uh, it turns out that Zed and Sweet Chuck in real life are really close friends. Yeah. And he was always like kind of fighting for his buddy. Another fun fact is, do you remember the, the meek kind of woman whose mother was like, stand up straight, you know, like watch yeah. your hair. Is that Cadet Sarah? Yeah, Cadet Sarah. Do you know who that is? That's uh, Sweet, Sweet Chuck's wife. wife in real life. Yeah. yeah. I hate you. You have every fact that I have. <laughs> it's unbelievable. All right, Max, I think we're ready to jump into the recasting. We have selected, well, how many characters do we have? 13, 12, 14, something like that? 13 to 14. 13 to 14. You named them all in the intro. Yeah, we left a few off, which I'm sure people will have issue with. Like, I didn't think we needed to do Sharon Stone because Sharon Stone to me was just Kim Cattrall 2.0. There's always time for Sharon Stone in my book. <laughs> <laughs> the female characters in this movie outside of Hooks and Callahan, which mean, Laura, the, the photographer. Yeah. Oh, oh my God, God. I love her. Oh, Jesus. All right. You make the rules. I have one request. I think we're going to alternate. I just want to go first on Mahoney. No matter what happens, I just want to go first on Mahoney. Okay. Can you promise me that? Sure. Other than that, you can do whatever you want. Okay. All right. So we're starting with Captain Mauser. Right? We are starting with Captain Mauser. <laughs> Also, when we do this, give me one of your favorite scenes. Give me one of your favorite scenes that Mauser's in. His so are you going first? Yeah, sure. Give me your favorite Mauser scene. His eyebrows falling off at the banquet. I would, so I would agree. That's hilarious. My favorite scene is when his eyebrows are removed from his face. When they're at the bar and he's like, he's like, uh, we were thinking a guy like you couldn't tell the difference between <laughs> champagne and beer. And he's like, huh? <laughs> and he puts it on the him. Tape. Yeah. It's good. It's good. Uh, so Art, he was in two and three, Lieutenant Mauser and Commandant Mauser. Uh, he worked under Captain Pete Lassard, not uh, the Commandant. You're giving like the ranks and all? <laughs> I do. Gotta have that information. By the way. He's a brown noser. As much as I don't like, I'm not a huge fan of Police Academy 2. Do well, you know, I love to. It's okay. But you know who that is, right? Howard Hessman from w, uh, WKRP in Cincinnati. Do you ever watch that? Nope. Oh my God, dude. Johnny Fever. You got to watch that. All right, never mind. Anyways, <laughs> uh, Max, we talked about your favorite scene, my favorite scene. Who and the you, name came from a German arms manufacturer of bolt action rifles and pistols. Well, look at this. See, I didn't Mauser. know that. Mauser. Klein Sausa. <laughs> Do you remember that fullback for the Vikings? Klein Sausa. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's a random memory on my part. <laughs> what about Chris Fumatu Matima Afala? Yeah. That's a fun name. That's too. a fun, fun name. <laughs> All right, Max, who are you recasting Mauser with from Police Academy 2 I and love, 3? I love this one. I focus mostly on the eyebrows. By the way, I have no backups, and we have not shared our list, so I'm praying to God you didn't pick any of mine. I have a couple backups. I want Eugene Levy. That's really good. Yeah. I like that a lot. I want half splash, half armed and dangerous. Yeah. Because easy, kind of like make fun of himself, overinflated feeling of self. It's tough because I see him as being so nice, and he's got to be a little bit more of a prick, but I'm with you. He can and pull splash, this off. He's kind of splash, a jerk. he's a prick. Yeah. 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 But he's he, mean to the people on but the he, boat. But he turns around at the end of splash and becomes a good guy but you just don't need to include that scene. all right all right all right, all right, all right. And physical comedy i and, like it and eye bulging reactions it's the eyebrows really that did it for you the eyeballs yeah <laughs> i love him i bulge or eyebrows i thought you said both, eyebrows both. all right, all right. Yeah. Good, good good he's got it all i like it. the full package i think you're gonna like mine a lot hit it i went with james tolkien mr strickland from back to the future oh that's pretty good yeah i mean viper a little bit from top gun but I go more top gun actually. uh you yeah. know but think like strickland was like this prick that's true and he, and he yeah, had yeah. this like you know you know no mcfly has ever mounted to anything around yeah. here you yeah. know it's just it was great that's really good yeah, i thought you'd like it it's a good way to start no backups i have no backups who'd you have for backup chevy chase national lampoons really yeah physical comedy he can be kind of a jerk <sighs> he's kind of a bad dad all right well it's a backup one yeah. being critical and about. also uh bob haskins from who framed roger Rabbit. now that's a good one yeah now, i like the roundness of him yeah the roundness he's <laughs> you know, circular he's a little round guy <laughs> <laughs> oh man, these are good. I, I can always tell that a recasting episode is going to be good based on your first pick. Really? Yeah, because you either. What's our bad one? Uh, we'll talk about that <laughs> okay. later. Okay. Your bad one. I've never had a bad one, but you've had one or two. Ouch. <laughs> 
I'm just kidding. I love you. All right, moving on from Mauser to Karen Thompson. This was tricky, right? Because I'm glad you let me put her in. Because you fought me. You wanted to at least have one of my homies. One, I keep on saying Mahomie. Like, I'm thinking he's of. He's my homie. He's my homie. We, what, what is it? Carrie. One of Carrie. Carrie yeah. Mahomie. Mahoney. 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 Jesus Christ. We had to have one of Carrie Mahoney's love interests. Yep. And so we picked this one. <laughs> and it's Kim Cattrall. She's the best. She is the best. Do you watch Sex and the City? I'm a huge fan. No. Okay. But I have watched Porky's Big Trouble in Little China and Mannequin. (laughs) Yeah, Mannequin's awesome. I mean, think about it, man. What an 80s she had. Porky's. Big Trouble in Little China, Mannequin. What's your favorite of hers? Big Trouble in Little China. No, it's Mannequin. I know. Duh, you're going to say that. (laughs) I can't believe I would even debate that with you. All right. Anywho. uh, I love that she's a rich girl that has a hankering for adventure. (laughs) Am I I first this time? Yeah. Woo. And she's got to be good with comedy. She's funny. I really like my pick. Wait, what's your first scene? What's your favorite scene? Oh, good call. Yeah. I really like when she's standing outside and Mahoney is trying to get thrown out of the academy. The first interaction, And Harris, nope, not the first interaction. And Harris is on the phone calling Mahoney's buddy that got him in the police academy, whose name I can't think of. And he looks outside and she's wearing shorts and she's doing like a little like modeling show for him. Because when they first met, he wanted to see her thighs, but he couldn't see her thighs. So now she's like showing off her legs and that's where Mahoney falls in love with her. A little creepy, but okay. Yeah. (laughs) I like the thanks, first interaction. Because <laughs> her thighs? Yeah. No, thighs. That's what, they were, that's what he said. Let me see your thighs. I didn't write this. Thighs is a weird word to say out loud. You're, a, a, you're <laughs> a weird word to say out loud. <laughs> thanks. Thanks for thanks for making me sound creepy. You're yep, great. No problem. Who'd you pick, Max? What's your favorite What's your it's favorite your, scene? It's your pick first. No, what's your favorite scene? Oh, favorite scene? Her first interaction with Mahoney. Oh, when he's like, in the oven. give me your number? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that t-shirt. He still he has that t-shirt. It, yeah. he kept, stop over, stop <laughs> doubling down on facts. Uh, um, my replacement. This is a good one. Goldie Hawn as Judy Benjamin, Private Benjamin. That was my backup. Oh, was it? Yeah. Uh, she's great. By the way, we don't talk nearly enough about her earlier work, like Private Benjamin. We talk on so much about Overboard. We do talk about Overboard all the time. We go a little Overboard Uh, on this guy. Private Benjamin, the movie falls apart in the last 30 minutes. Yeah, well, well, if I have to ignore on yours when uh, Eugene Levy and Splash all of a sudden becomes nice, you can ignore the falling apart of Private Benjamin. No, no, she's perfect. I'm saying the movie itself. Goldie Hawn. She's a doll. Is she not one of your favorite actresses? Yeah. I mean, she's just like energy, hilarity. She's she's a comedic genius. Gorgeous. I, I, she's gorgeous. She's great. I, I there's a be lovable, hateable. Did you did you watch any of the Netflix the Santa Claus movies with her and Kurt, Kurt Russell? Russell? No, I haven't. I heard they're good. They're actually. Re- my kids love them. Yeah, and they're not like lame kid movies. They're really funny. Kurt Russell's great. She's great. Anyways, that's who I picked. Love I it. And I don't have a backup. Yeah, that's a really good one. I thought so. I'm really proud of this one. Oh boy. I'm surprised if you're gonna know this one actually. Oh, here we go. Linda Kozlowski. No idea. It's uh, Sue Charlton from uh, Crocodile Dundee. That is a great call. Yeah, because she's got one foot what in both worlds. What else was she in? Thought, yeah, right? So she married Paul Hogan in 1990, mm-hmm. and they just you know raised the family, basically. Yeah. So outside of the Crocodile Dundee, she didn't do much, even though she was really good. I thought she was, again, another movie to my Australian friends that we should talk about all the time <laughs> is Crocodile Dundee. Yeah. Do you, remember, uh, do you remember the movie Tropic Thunder? Of course. Probably... My favorite scene of Tropic Thunder is when Robert Downey Jr. is getting in the fight with the other actor whose name is escaping me right now. And he says, he starts making fun of Paul Hogan. He's like, oh, a dingo ate my baby. (laughs) And he's like, you better watch your tone. (laughs) That man's a national treasure. The best is Tom Cruise in that movie. Oh, he's great. He's great. He's great. Uh, All right, Max, two down. Are we ready to move to our next character? Let's do it. Sergeant Proctor. Proctor! Carl Proctor, played by Lance Kinsey, who was also in Loaded Weapon 2, Loaded Weapon 1. He found his sweet spot and wrote it out <laughs> silence of the hams yep have you seen that i have not i feel like i should see it i should see it too i think he looks like dana carvey you said he doesn't uh i don't i don't see it he's got that kind of like 
cute button nose. Oh, thanks. Like nice hair. You're making it weird. <laughs> the Simon Says part is my favorite. Might be my favorite part of any movie. I don't know. The shrimp eating. Is that your favorite scene? No, the porta potty prank. Okay. The national anthem. Mine. Yeah, oh, I remember. Absolutely. Yeah. And he has to get up and he stands up and he's naked. Couldn't pull his pants up. The shrimp eating scene for me is great. Oh, yeah, where he's got cocktails. When the call, the call girl, Mahoney sends the call girl over to trick him. Shrimp like that. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's it, that, that whole scene. He's got like a ring of cocktail, cocktail sauce. sauce all around his lips. It's great. He's How great. How do you shrimp like that? I would say also like his general stupidity is incredible. Yeah. Hanging from a tree. When, when Nagata shows up as an exchange student at Mauser's Academy and Mauser's like, what's the deal with this, with this guy, Fu Manchu and Proctor's looking over the list. He's like, Fu Manchu, Fu Manchu. I I can't find a Fu Manchu. (laughs) Proctor. Am I up or are you up? I'm up. Who you got for Proctor, Max? I went from one of your favorite movies. If you pick mine, I'm going to be heartbroken. This is one of my favorites. Howard the Duck. Oh, Jesus Christ. I went Tim Robbins. Phil. Phil. Because <laughs> like <laughs> when you say when you say that Groundhog's Day. Groundhog's Day every single time, like you feel a little bit bad for him when you like you, him. I don't even want to talk about this because he's we have to adorable. talk about Howard the Duck. He's baby faced and gooberish. Come on, and like the lankiness adds a factor to it. Also, researching this, I found out the voice of Howard the Duck, Tim Rose, also did Admiral Akbar in all the Star Wars. Oh, is that cool? It's a trap. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I don't know. Proctor is Proctor? Yeah. All right. All right. He's fun looking. It might be just because, like Bull Durham, too. It, it might be because mine's just so good. That's the problem. I mean, he's in women's underwear and Bull Durham, and he's all like funny. Yeah. Tim Rose is a funny guy. He is. He is. Don't think Shawshank. Would you like me to yeah, give, give you mine? Me. I get you. I went with George Weiner, who played Colonel Sanders in Spaceballs. Weiner? I hardly know her. <laughs> <laughs> that's, really, that's really absurd thank you so if you don't remember who he is which with you i never know he was also remember in fletch uh the attorney oh no way and he was also in wildcats he was the principal dude this is a good career I, he, he did a lot of great stuff yeah i'm trying to think of what else he was in uh let's see but you're, a, going, you're going space balls for what oh yeah 100 percent space balls yeah because yeah, no he's kind of nervous he's like a second command smart yeah i I liked it. Um, you picked like the genre of what he's doing. And also, I, I just think of kind of this like prickly, buffoonish kind of guy. And in Spaceballs, that's exactly what he is, right? Well, you kind of like him. Ludicrous speed. You know, like I just, that, that's that's how I picked him. So that was my that was my pick. What are your backups? I have, uh, I do have a backup on this one. I was really happy with mine. Henry Winkler from Night Shift. Ooh, that's good. Yeah. Uh, Rick Moranis, Lewis Tully, Ghostbusters. That's a pretty good one. I thought that would be kind of fun. Yeah. All right, Max, uh, moving over to. Oh, my favorite. Oh, man. This is so good. Is, does he make these movies? I don't. I can't imagine this movie without him. Yeah, he's like Kramer in Seinfeld. Do you yeah, know what I mean? he's like, great. He's great. Like you don't want the movie based on him. I guess in the first movie they said don't give him any dialogue. We haven't even said who it is. Oh, so, can, can someone guess? <laughs> Probably Hightower. Yeah. yeah, we went with Hightower. Moses Hightower. Moses Hightower. Bubba Smith. Bubba Smith, graduate from Michigan State University. Sparties. All American, two-time All American. You know that he was the number one draft pick in, the, se- cool. in the sixty-seven draft. Yeah, yeah. by Baltimore Not, Colts. Nine. Years years in the league 10 years nine or ten i, I think you're wrong because i'm usually right but i think it was nine but either you way it up. i, I spent five minutes of you just I, looking it up i mean i doesn't mean i'm right it yeah. just means wikipedia says nine you know so, he made more on police academy two than they did his entire nfl career, career. yeah yes i he got two percent of the profit if you recasted police academy today it's michael strahan right oh that's a good one can he act yeah, okay. he's on that. She's on. Uh, he was on whatever. Today shows aren't the same. Regis thing. and whatever. Yeah. I mean, I'd prefer Dominic and Sue to play him <laughs> because it's a little bit scary. Uh, Max, what's your favorite Bubba Smith scene? So I want to thank you because 
This made my entire Police Academy watching experience even better. I forgot 30 episodes ago, you said like, yama, 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 yama. Oh, from Citizens on Patrol. Yeah. I didn't know that. You know, I just like let it wash over me. Yeah. yeah. And when I saw it. Oh, you loved my it. My brain clicked. <laughs> you know, like those like kind of like serotonin release where like, yeah, oh, yeah. that's where it's from. Yeah. yeah so yeah. the yama, yama, yama scene. That's a good one. Yeah. With the chainsaw and he's wearing all the Rastafarian stuff. That's my favorite. My favorite. I think it's three. Okay. Where they need help. They're calling. Lassard's calling everyone in. Mahoney's somehow coaching an all-women's basketball <laughs> yeah. team. And, inappropriately. Yeah, in a, very inappropriately. And, <laughs> High, fight. and Hightower is dressed in drag, sitting on a park bench. And some guy comes and tries to steal his purse. And he pulls his arm back and like jettisons him 50 feet into the air. You know they wanted him to shave his mustache for that scene and he wouldn't? No. He's got <laughs> he's to stick to his, uh, you know principles <laughs> and also the alligator fight in five. Oh, that's really good too so that's really good too all right hightower um don't you take mine i think there's only two possible answers for this and I, I think i took the one that you probably took we'll see mr t rocky three no really that's an interesting one though. oh yeah i i couldn't i, I mean come on that's really good watch it baby boy watch it tell your woman to find a real man and like i understand that like he's sweeter than that yeah. and it's a little bit but like i also think like a team and but i mean rocky three clubber lang to me i was like he's he's a big angry terrifying individual that's really good i do have a backup maybe the backup's the one you took but who do you got dennis hayward major league oh no yeah great call intimidating great big, nope. great soft. great call yeah. uh, my backup's good but yours is way better than mine nice i uh, love dennis hayward carl weathers action jackson oh that's a good one no you're right you're 100 right so frank mccray i thought battery's not included in lockup uh, yeah but he's, he's he's a little too he's too gumpy like yeah. you know the, the better one was you're right so the other one i thought about i don't know if you could do this jesse ventura the running man <sighs> Maybe because he's funny. He is. Yeah. I, I don't know, man. I, yeah. Your 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 first pick was your best Woo, pick for sure. Yeah, Dennis Hayward, the president. Yeah, Serrano. Yeah, Serrano want to bat. <laughs> he could even have bats the for hats. <laughs> <laughs> I, I flipped at hats for bats. I don't know. I'm. I think sacrifice I'm, a chicken. I'm having strokes, like little mini strokes. So for everyone out there, we've been memorizing so many movie facts. We're forgetting things like my address, my yeah. phone number. Yep. Yeah, everything's slipping. It is. But hey, you know what? We're here. We're doing our best. <laughs> Moving on. With our mental faculties slipping away at a rapid pace, it's probably a great time to pause for a commercial break. Buzz in the Tower is brought to you by Dobby Real Estate. You can find them at wearedobi.com. That's D-O-B-I. Max, I know you and I have talked about this until our faces turn blue, but the housing market right now across the United States, but specifically in Michigan, is bonkers. Yeah. I mean, it's an opportunity for you to sell if you want to sell, buy if you want to buy, you name it, you can do it. Real wealth is from real estate. <laughs> That's what my dad taught me. Your good old Lloyd Sanders. It's like Stewie Griffin. It's like, it's good to have land. Dobie was established in 2018 and they started with seven agents. They're now at 95 agents, 114 people, $400 million in sales in 2021. All of that is a good enough reason to work with them. But on a more specific and personal level, Simon is the head honcho, top of their food chain at their business. His culture, his values, they pour into everyone else. I've met a handful of their agents, nicest people out there. And here's the thing, they love 80s movies. And that's just like icing on the cake. They've worked with me on selling my house. In the future, they'll work with you if you choose to buy a couple more houses because yeah. you're just rogue billionaire. Find them on social media, Adobe Real Estate, uh, on Facebook, Instagram. They also are pushing a lot of really interesting content out there to help people navigate through the market. If you're looking to sell, looking to buy, reach out to our friends at Adobe Real Estate. 
And we're back to recasting Police Academy. With a good one. One yeah, of my favorites. That's a real good one. Uh, we are steamrolling into Hooks. <laughs> Laverne. Laverne. Max, am I up? Are you up? What's going on? I'm going to do it. You're going to do it. It's played by Marion Ramsey. This was her film debut. Pretty impressive. They made her wear a fat suit. Apparently, and they didn't like it. No. Yeah. Yeah. She looks great. She looks great. Yeah. She's wonderful. She's hooks. I kind of have a weird crush on her. I like how she stood up for herself at some point. You would have a weird crush on her. So it's like, you know, like your nerdiness when I was a nerd as a kid. It's like yeah. the soft smoking, but you stand up. Yeah. 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 I love what she uses the uh, bullhorn. I was say, what's your favorite scene? The bullhorn. With when when Harris. Harris swallows the, the whistle. whistle. Yeah. That's a great one. Isn't it great? Mine's got to be the driving when she's like just doing the Sunday drive. <laughs> yeah. usually. And then we, we didn't put these two guys on the list, like the two racist, awful antagonists, uh, well, yeah, Copeland and yeah. whatever. But he runs over her feet and she makes the horrible racial slur yeah. and Hightower flips the car upside down. Yeah. That whole scene That's is fantastic. Scene, yeah. yeah, Hightower, don't you do it. <laughs> don't you do it. It made the movie like real. Yeah, they, there are these moments. It's like Porky's. It's not, we're not going to defend Porky's again. Porky's fixed racial all right, relations. All right, Max, who do, you, who do you have? Who do you have to replace Hooks? I love this one. Raydong Chong, Commando. What? Yeah, Come on. can be vulnerable, really? panicked. Don't you remember when he's like, he won't tell her what's going on? She's like, no, no. Oh and she's freaking out in the God. Car. She's I freaking out most know. of the time. I but she can also man a rocket launcher. She can. Yeah. It's a weird pick. A little weird. No, it's not. This is, I, I want you to take into account that I'm being critical of this pick because this is my extra special, super weird pick. Okay. This is out there. <laughs> You're going to look Johnny at me Five? like, no, it's Johnny Five would probably be better than the pick I'm about to give you. The sicko robot? What are we doing? Prince, Purple Rain. Oh my God. That's awesome. <laughs> think about it, I right? Love it. I know it's, it's, I just think like this whisper voice yeah, and like, that's super creative. Right. I thought I, 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 love it. I was really stressing because I, I looked at Radon Chong and I was like, ah, I don't know. And I just couldn't get one that I loved. And then I was like, this is it. That's really good. You <laughs> so flipped it. I did. You flipped it. I got a little weird. Yeah. This is like when I did Soleil Moon Fry for uh, the grandson one. and the princess bride. Really you hated it, it so much. I didn't like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so good. You have a backup? Well, if I just got done telling you how hard this was for me and that I couldn't find anyone I liked, what makes you think I have a backup? That's where. Do you I listen should... to me when we talk? When we sit across from each other in podcasts? I have five you, second blank. You don't points. listen to anything I, I say. I partied a lot in my 20s. God, I'm worried about you. Yeah. What do you got? What's your back? Remember when I used to tell you, like, remember my Facebook yes. post? And it's like, when we were younger? Yeah, I remember. I'm better about that. Because you don't post anymore on Facebook. You're all only doing stuff for Buzz in the Tower. That's the way we like it. <laughs> <laughs> I went Kelly Joe Minter summer school for the backup. Oh, that's good. Yeah. And summer school and the Lost Boys. Yeah. Yeah. Don't forget about that. Oh, wait. Who's she in Lost Boys? She worked the counter. She was working the cash register. That's cool. Come on. Cool. She didn't I have, like, like I don't even think she had a speaking role, but she was in it. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah! Oh boy, we're getting to a good one. This is we're a starting one. to get to the really good ones. I love him so much. Commandant Lassard. So friendly and regal. He's mm. great. He is great. Uh, General Hospital, Tootsie. He was great in Tootsie. Really good. Uh, Punky Brewster. I yep. don't know if you ever watched. We were just talking about Slay Moon. I, I haven't watched it. Well, there you go. He was on Hogan's Heroes. There you go. Yeah. Six million dollar man. I'm happy that I'm going first on this one because there is only one answer for this. There's no backup. There's no second answer. We definitely there's no have third answer. There's only one person that could ever play this role. And I would argue would play it better. And I very rarely say that this person would have been a better casting a hundred out of a hundred times. I'm so confident. Can we say it on the count of three? Yes. One, one two, two, three. three. Rodney Leslie Nielsen. What? Oh. Leslie Nielsen. Oh, wow. Rodney Dangerfield. <laughs> Come on. He'd be so great. No, not at all. He, rams up like he, can't, he can't be serious. There's no seriousness to him. He's got some heart. Back no, to school, he's got no, some heart. No, sir. You stop it right now. He's got some heart. You're school. wrong. All right. Just wait your turn to make your case. 
Leslie Nielsen, the naked gun. There's not even a question that this is who it would be for. He takes it too seriously. That's ex- Lassard. You're thinking Lassard when he's like dementia and he's going to Miami and dropping golf balls all yeah. over the airport. That's it, part of the movie. That's one of six movies. All the rest, he has his mental faculties. Think about how funny Leslie Nielsen would be at the podium scene. Think about how funny he would be giving his speeches, walking back and forth. He doesn't have the like crazy you're nuts. range. You're nuts on this one. You're I nuts. Know. I'd take this one to a public vote <laughs> right, any day it. of the week, twice on double Sunday. Double steak dinner? Double, I'm double, you double down on that? No, I'm double my steak dinner. No, I'm, I'm saying double or nothing. Nope, double one. or nothing. We're going to a vote on this one. Okay, fine. You're fine. All right, good. I'm going to... You're going to lose big on this no, one. No, no, I like Too Rodney. Late. Too late. Go, Rodney. This is a cheap trick. You're a cheap trick. I can't believe you think Rodney Dangerfield fits in this. Oh, I get no respect. Mahoney. Mahoney, get over here. I get no respect. <laughs> I think it'd be funny. You're crazy. With the goldfish and all. Mahoney. Oh, I can't, whatever. Go. Just go. Talk about your terrible pick. Well, what's your favorite scene? <laughs> oh, we didn't even do favorite scenes. <laughs> you do your favorite scene first. The hostage, when he's a hostage, he's helping the, the hostage takers. Rodney Dangerfield would be great in that. No, we, oh. <laughs> Rodney Dangerfield doesn't hold any sincerity. He's got heart. He doesn't have heart. Gordon have a serious relationship right, with back to school. Right. That's not a true at all. There's like, it, he has brief moments, <laughs> seconds where he's serious and that's it. Why don't you come take my shrew? How can you use back to school as an example? Yeah, I lost my steak. You're done. I your steak, your steak just went bye-bye. Buy, buy me breakfast. No, I'm buying you anything. My favorite Lassard scene has got to be the podium scene. <laughs> the podium scene is incredible. Yeah. And that's Let's the whole thing. Like, first slide. like Rodney Dangerfield would just be like, huh, jeez. And he'd like undo his tie a little bit and that's it. Let's keep looking at the slide. Let's appreciate it in silence. Lights, please. <laughs> that concludes it. Let's step outside and anyone a cigarette? <laughs> it's great. I love that scene. All right, Max, moving right along. Bum, 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 One of my first ever crushes. Yeah. Callahan. Yep. Love her. Leslie Easterbrook. Yes. She's also in Sorority Party Massacre. and Great the movie. <laughs> really? I have it on DVD. Yeah. No, it, not at all. And The Devil's Rejects. Yes. I'm surprised she didn't have a bigger career. She's awesome. She is awesome. Like She's intense. She's intimidating. So she only stepped away from one of these movies, and it's because she had a baby. Oh. She was super pregnant during it. I think she's been in every other one, except for maybe, was it three or was it two? It's one of the middle ones. Yeah, but I, she was having a baby during it, and that's why. Yeah. Uh, the pool scene, which is infamous. They shot two versions of it. One that was family <laughs> and one family-oriented, one that was not. The Nagata scenes are like a Nagata. Lot, her and Nagata. That's it's a good combo. When you think Harry and Sally... You you think uh, Callahan and Nagata? It's a beautiful love they have. <laughs> she was in it. Have you seen Moscow? Have you seen? Not yet. Oh, she's in it. It's it's really good. <laughs> it hurts my mouth to say it's good. Who do you got, Max, for replacing uh, Callahan? So I went kind of off brand because normally I'm, I'm about stature. Like yeah. if she's tall, someone else needs to be tall. And you didn't want to pick uh, what's her face from Rocky Four. Bridget Nielsen. Yeah, no, yeah. no, that's, I, that's, did. I, I did. I kicked around Bridget Nielsen. I know. I went Rebecca De Mornay from Fats. Oh, because she can handle herself. Great and call. Kind of intimidating. She's got the guns and the great, arms. Nope. Great, Funny great law call. enforcement. Yep. Yeah. Great call. God, that's a really good call. That movie. Feds is like a gem. It's a gem that not a lot of people have watched. Ask anyone out there in our Instagram land, message us if you love Feds. Yeah. We just want to talk Feds. Yeah. It's a great movie. <laughs> I think you're going to like my pick a lot. Kelly LeBrock is Lisa from Weird Science. Interesting. I, a little bit unique and different. More feminine. You know, like less tough girl, but I'm thinking also of like when she meets Gary's parents and yeah, pulls the gun on him, yeah. you know, her going after Chet, you know, I could see it. And like, she's just, she fits the mold. She's confident. So to speak. Yeah, yeah. There's a, there's a body mold you have to fit to be Callahan, yeah. you know? Am I being a creep again? No, no. Look yeah. at her thighs. Ke- <laughs> Kelly Lebrock, everyone I've talked to online has the biggest crush on Lisa. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, dude, she was high up there on my crush list. Yep. I would definitely have to wear clothes if I took a shower with her. <laughs> I'm making reference to the movie. Yeah, I know. I'm going to cut all this out. That's yeah. fine. Great, great. Uh, all right, Max. Uh, backups? Uh, Brigitte Nielsen. That was my backup, Brigitte Nielsen. <laughs> I was kind of hoping you didn't pick uh, Kelly LeBrock. I didn't have to go to Brigitte. Max. Is this your favorite? This is probably my favorite. Tackleberry. Tackleberry. The berry that tackles. He's a, what a great name. Tackling kind of berry. <laughs> I love that he is this like mall cop virgin in his 40s <laughs> and just embraced so wholeheartedly by Mahoney and the whole gang, right? You're a virgin? I love the they're at the party on the beach and he's playing the saxophone. He's actually a saxophonist. I know. And they take the girls are taking their tops off and he is literally like stunned because it's probably the first time he's ever seen a naked woman. Yeah. That he falls in love with his partner Kirkland and their date and the romance scene when they're taking all their guns off and then their marriage and then her family and the box. There's lots of fun stuff revolving around Tackleberry. Tackleberry is a nut job, but I love him to death. There's a lot of favorite scenes for Tackleberry. Any shooting range scene. I'm, going, shooting I'm range. going to allow for more than one favorite scene on Tackleberry. What Good. do you got? A gun to the head of a badly created shark. That, that was, <laughs> I'm glad that I said we can do multiple because that was one of my favorites for absolute sure in uh, Miami Beach. Yep. And any shooting range scene. He's always in a shooting range. shooting Pick crotches. your favorite. Pick your favorite. Uh, the first movie, we're like, where'd you get that gun, son? Yes. <laughs> Mine is when they're doing the shotgun shooting range, and yeah. he's like, follow me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he just starts running into the range. <laughs> it's great. Oh, it's so funny. Kind of sad. He died at 50 of a heart attack. Oh, I didn't yeah. know that. Oh, that's a bummer. At his brother-in-law's wedding. Same age and way as his dad. Oh, Isn't that bummer? It's very John Candy-ish. Yeah, I know. Oh, but thanks. he was... Thanks for bringing down the room. Well, he... Great. <laughs> he was on West Wing, Seinfeld, Star Trek, Diagnosed Murder, Jag, Touched by an Angel. Yeah. Like just complete professional actor. Yeah, yeah absolutely. But he went to OSU, which hurts me oh, a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Well, he said, <laughs> I mean, he said flat out. He's like, I'll keep doing this as long as I can make money. With yeah. Those movies. And he was right. He to makes the movies. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right, Max, I'm up for my recasting of Tackleberry. Uh, this is another one I really like a lot. I really do. Bruce Dern, who plays Mark Rumsfeld in The Burbs. Yeah. Do you remember the military guy, the Rumsfeld? Mr. Rumsfeld. Remember Corey Feldman? Mr. Rumsfeld. He's weirdly like jacked and like loves America. And his wife is this like gorgeous blonde. Yeah. And he hates his neighbor's dog pooping on his front yard. Paranoid, hyper intense. He's loves got the all, machinery. And you're like, I don't know. Toys. Isn't it discovered he's not ex-military, although he pretends to be ex-military or something weird like that? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, Something like that. But I I mean, he just to me screams of Tackleberry. Just he's this, old like, guy jacked. Too. Yeah, exactly. And kind of big. He's, he's big into weapons. He's yeah. got all types of weapons and, and camouflage. And he's Laura Dern's father. Oh, Dern is not a super popular name, so I'll take you at face value that you're right on that I'm one. I'm a Dern head. <laughs> a Dernster. <laughs> a Derner learning a ding dong. All right, come on. Hit the brakes. Max, who do you have? This is my favorite pick. Really? Yeah. Wow. So, small caveat though. You have to tell this actor that this is a normal movie and not a comedy, and you can't let him know while it's happening that's a comedy. Okay. Okay. I went Steven Seagal above the law. <laughs> That's great. That's really good. Really good. I understand what your caveat was confusing. I was like, no, that'd be amazing. He's out there just like breaking people's yeah. arms. Just shattering people's femurs. Oh my God. Has the ponytail intensity. Above the law. Oh, that's good. He can be funny too. That's uh, Nico Toscani, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's really Seagal good. Seagal can have a joke or two. He can laugh with other people. Well, he's... With Pam Greer, they were going back and forth. You know what's unfortunate? I was going to say for Hightower, I was thinking to myself, okay, like OJ Simpson. I'm like, nope, can't do OJ Simpson. How close are we to not being able to pick Seagal for anything? He's uh, he's a pretty awful monster. 
Yeah, but we've crystallized his 80s. Okay, yeah. I hope so. We'll we'll talk about that post post show. We'll wrap up and decide <laughs> if we can talk about Seagal the cans anymore. And cans. He's yeah, he's it's tough, dude. I mean, like I mean, OJ's easy, right? He's a monster, so it's okay if we don't bring him up. But other people, it's everybody's got an opinion. Yep, that's all I'm saying about that. <laughs> all right, backup none. Jean Claude Van Damme. <laughs> you said Jean Claude Van Damme. Yeah. I don't have a backup, but I also forgot to mention that the other role that Bruce Stern plays. Did you ever, were you ever into big love? No, you've always said this. That's really good. He played Frank Harlow. He was like the patriarch, one of the families. It's, it's really, really he yeah. was great in it. Yeah. Bill Paxton, right? Yeah. 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 Max, moving on. Captain Thaddeus Harris. Is that Lieutenant, right? Yeah. Lieutenant. Well, he becomes Where's a captain, captain eventually. Yeah. yeah. Who you got? GW your, Bailey. Wait, no. First Sorry, of, God bless America. Favorite scenes. Well, first of all, he's in Mannequin and Short Circuit. Yeah. So he might be my favorite actor of all time. Or his acting choices are mine. <laughs> you love it. Yeah. I guess his stick wasn't in the original script. A prop guy brought it by and he just liked it. Because his little stick makes a lot of difference. Yeah. He's, I mean, he's in, he was in The Closer. That would be a collector item. He I'd was like. in Major Crimes. He was in a bunch of shows. He's yeah. still working, doing well. He's still alive, right? Yeah. Call him up. Still Give him a ring. He still looks good. Give him a ring. He looks rustic. Tell him that you love him. Yeah, I, I will. Confess your feelings. He's a silver fox. He is. He's got a great chin. This is a tough one. Somebody pranks on him. That, that's it. This is the toughest favorite scene one. I already know what mine is, like bar none, but you're, this is tough for you. Uh, the megaphone super glued to his mouth. All, All right. right. That's a good one. That's a good one. My favorite scene is the aftermath of his head being inserted into the horse's rear end. Oh my God. When he's walking up and down and like you look at everyone and they're legitimately like dying of laughter. And he's like, you didn't tell anyone. He's like, not a soul. And then Motormouth Jones just goes. It's <laughs> a pretty good Motormouth. Hey, you like that? My selection. I feel good about this. I have two. I, this one I have a backup on, but I'll go with my primary. I went with Ray Walston, Mr. Han from Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Interesting. The prickliness of him. There is a redeeming quality to Harris. Yep. He's a slime ball, but there are moments where he's kind of like part of the team. And Mr. Hand, I just think of like, you know, same as like Strickland, that like kind of school. That's you know, relationship. Yeah. Yeah. You got it. You got it, baby. I like it. <laughs> he also, he also played Popeye's dad in the Popeye movie with Robin Williams. I haven't seen it yet. It you, was ne- terrible. you need to. Uh, more importantly, he was uh Burton Timmer. He's in Rad. In right? Rad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. He's awesome in Rad. He is great in Rad. Uh, Max, who you got? This is a little weird. This is my wonkiest pick. I went William Shatner, Star Trek 2. That's not wonky. I no? can see that. Okay, I can see that. The goofy physicality. The over-the-topness like, of the him. The camp. He's the camp king. I like it. Yeah. I actually don't have a problem with that. Captain's I like that. Log. Yeah. <laughs> Proctor, <laughs> get over here now. <laughs> get my girdle, please, post-haste. What was your uh, backup for Lieutenant Harris? Don Amici, Trading Places. Interesting, interesting. A little bit old. But yeah, a little bit. You could have gone Don Amici, Cocoon. Yeah, but he's not like... I'm kidding. Cat- I was making an old joke. You're, you're fine. You're fine. Max, we're getting down to it. We've got four more to go. Why'd you put Sweet Chuck so like, I, I love Sweet Chuck. I, I guess you do. I love Sweet Chuck. Why? So his original name was supposed to be like Swooshik or something. Yeah, and that's the name on his store. Yeah, Bubba Smith couldn't pronounce it, so they just made it Sweet Chuck. <laughs> I think you just like the name. It's a great name. It is. All the names of the characters you in this. you your next dog, Sweet Chuck? All, just all of the names in the characters in this movie. Callahan, yeah. Hightower, Mahoney. These are like the best names ever. They There's no Joe Smiths in here. No. There's no Susie, Susie, Susie's in here. <laughs> Susie, Susie. Susie McSusertons. None of them. <laughs> Bodie McVoderson. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet Chuck. Played by uh, Tim. I keep on saying his last Kaczynski. name. Kaczynski. Kaczynski. Sounds uh, like a sneeze. Kaczynski. He was in About Last Night and Hot to Trot. And SNL from 81, 85. Correct, correct. All right, favorite scene. This is a tough one. There's a lot of great Sweet Chuck scenes. Um, I kind of like him when him and Zed are in the plane together in <laughs> three. Is that right? Uh, the no, show. it's not three. Is that four? 
It's the one with the Sharon Stone. It's yeah, so four. With, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're up in the balloons. <laughs> yeah, that's just fun. <laughs> they fall down together and start choking each other. Mine gets basketball dunked a lot. Mine is when he's learning karate and he kicks his shoe into Zed's mouth. Oh, yeah. I like that yeah. a lot. In general, his relationship with Zed. I mean, he was only supposed to have a very small part in the movie. And then the director loved what him and Zed were doing so much. He would go to him. None of it was scripted or written. And they were like, what do you guys think? What should you do? And they'd come up with all these absurd scenarios like hiding in the grocery store by the bananas and, and the banana in the tailpipe. <laughs> yes. uh, am I up? Uh, I think it's me. All right. Well, you go. It doesn't matter. You as long the, as I get to go first, I'm Mahoney. I don't care. You do whatever you, you want. You took the wind out of my sails on this one. I went Rick Moranis, Tully. Louis oh, Tully, no, that's perfect. Yeah, but you took him before. Whatever. I, it was a backup. As yeah. a backup. That's the danger of doing backups. I, I always tell you that. Small stature, nerdy, okay being pushed around, but he can surprise you. Comes uh, through. I went with Crispin Glover, George McFly. That's good. I thought, and not young George McFly, old, but from the first one, because in the second one, that wasn't really George. Or so Crispin him Glover. like nerdy laughing at his son's yes, jokes. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, did you put two quarts of oil in there, yeah. dad? You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I thought that would be like a, a perfect one. That's really good. Uh, what'd you have for backup? He's too young, but I went Gabriel Jarriott, Mitch from Real Genius. Mitch is good. Yeah. Mitch is really good. I went Gilbert Godfrey from Beverly Hills Cop 2. Oh my God. <laughs> that doesn't work. No, it worked perfect. He's too animated and out there. He's supposed uh, to be timid. I know, but he was kind of nerdy. He's more for Zed. You should have done him for Zed. Oh, I got my Zed. You mind your business. I okay. got my Zed all lined up. Okay. Speaking of Zed, let's go to Zed. Let's do it. Favorite scene. Oh, God. <laughs> He's got a lot of great scenes. It, I know. Can I do mine first? Sure. Favorite, my favorite Zed scene. I, there's two. I have to do both. When he goes into the tear gas room. Oh, and he's just fine and he with just, it. He's just fine with it. Or when he's in love and he's playing his harmonica and he's talking to the, the Laura. girl, Laura, and the duck's in the background and he goes, oh, shut up! <laughs> and she thinks he was talking to him and he's like, no, I'm talking to the duck. <laughs> Those are two of my favorite. I can't believe you didn't pick with Laura them running at each other and spinning. That's really good <laughs> like, That's It's really like the greatest too. romantic moment ever. <laughs> or when he goes to that poetry reading and actually oh gets emotional. God. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's great. Was, Do you know who was originally offered this role? Bill Paxton. Oh, yeah, I did know that. And he didn't want to do it because it would have tied him into more sequels. Yep. So instead, he did Aliens. Game over, man. Game over. Game indeed. over. Probably made the better decision. I, I don't, don't know. know. I don't, I don't know. know. He, he, I don't, he wouldn't have been that good in this, I don't think. Uh, Max, who do you got for replacing Zed? This is a juicy one. I got Donald Gibb, Ogre, Revenge of the Nerds. Really? Yeah. Because it really catapults this into eighth gear. Because remember, he's the head of the Skeletons. Is that how you say it? Scullions. Scullions. So think Scallions, yeah. but with Skull. Mm, I like Scallions. I know you do. <laughs> Scallion pancakes. But the fact that uh, Zed's the head of that gang, it never felt believable that it was Bobcat in, in charge of that gang when yeah. he's like five foot three and like hairs, he doesn't have much hair. I don't know that you could, I don't know that it would have been as funny. Ogre's a big physical presence and you already have that with Bubba Smith. I think they could play off each other though. I think, give me a movie where you have two big physical presences. Uh, Rocky Four. I mean, that's their, okay. No, Predator. There's a ton of big physical presence. That's, yeah. Let me rephrase it. Name a comedy where you have two big physical presences. Uh, Rocky Four. My two best friend wrestlers movie. <laughs> okay. Anyways, uh, am I up? So ironically, my selection was from Revenge of the Nerds as well. Oh. I went with Curtis Armstrong, Booger. That is really good. I thought Booger would be perfect. You win this one. I know. That's okay. You're doing your best. I love Curtis. You're struggling. You're struggling. I'm not. Uh, <laughs> no, you're doing quite well, actually. Who's Max? Score? Max, we're down to the last two. Yeah. Motormouth Jones. This one's not fair. 
it's it's really tough. There's nobody out there like him. There is, but you gotta like you gotta be very creative about it. Larvell Jones, played by Michael Winslow. Uh, everything. I mean, I thought he was great in Spaceballs. He was. He's also the voice of the Mogwai and Goblin. Yeah, and Gremlins. No, Goblins. <laughs> goblins. 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 Great movie. He wasn't written into the script. They saw him open for Count Basie, and they're like, "We need to put him in this movie." Yeah. That's pretty cool. I think it's pretty cool. He's still, did, he's still around killing it. Why didn't you have a bigger like career though? Make sure tag him in this episode because he's, he's pretty, he's all over the place on social media. He's really funny. How much, how great would it be to have him on the show? We wouldn't do anything. We just listen to him do voices. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, do the robot, do the video game. <laughs> and then what would we do with the other 45 minutes? Do the karate. The there you yeah, go. yeah. So that's something I remember. Was he into karate? Was he actually good? When he was doing the whole Bruce Lee sub caption voiceover thing where he'd move his lips and then Voice talk. Down. Yeah. I used to do that with my friends all the time. We thought yeah, that was too. the coolest thing yeah. in the world. Yeah. He was, I mean, iconic, iconic scene. Uh, am I up, Max? What is your favorite role? God, I'm terrible at this. Yeah. We had one element to it and it like throws <laughs> me off heavily. Oh man, my favorite moment with him. It's the first time that he does his karate where his old master, they're by the dock and he does the jump over the giant gate. Sure, yeah. And then he, the, the guy like lands on the lettuce. It's either that or when he turns into a robot in city under siege. Like oh, that's, that, a, really, that's yeah. a really good part too. But I probably go with his first karate scene. I go to the jet ski stunt. Where like he's underneath the water yeah, becomes yeah. like a periscope and all, or the metal detector prank with Harris. Oh, that's really good too. <laughs> yeah, or uh, anytime he makes farting or burping noises around people. Do you know all of the intercom voices that are exist him. are him? Yeah, yeah. So that's that's yeah, those are good examples for sure. Uh, all right, Max, who you got? Or am I up? I'm up. No, no, you want Mahoney, so I get this last. Oh, okay, that's fine. Switch it around. Who you got? The only person that can do voices even similar to this. Jim Carrey, Earth Girls Are Easy. I, I totally, I was going to go there, I, but I didn't. You got to, right? I thought I'll Damon, tell you why. I'll tell you Wayans, why, maybe no. Go ahead. I thought Damon Wayne's Earth Girls Are Easy too, but I'm not sure if he can do the voices. It's a great pick. I, there's no argument that it's the only thing I could think of. The rubber of. face. I, I took the approach of forget the, the noises and the sounds. I was like, you're going to have to kind of redevelop the character because there's no one else who can do it. I went with Eddie Murphy. Oh, that's really good. I thought just this like smart talking, you know, from Have him from, improvise basically be his robotic yeah. voice. Like that's his superpower. Right. You know, silliness. And like, I, again, I'm also thinking of when he would do his different voices, you know, when he was doing the Beverly Hills Cop 2 and he was Winstone uh, or Johnny no. Wishbone. Johnny, uh, Johnny, I'm Johnny Wishbone. I'm not going to try to imitate no. him, but <laughs> Winstone, <laughs> the Winstones. <laughs> so yeah, that was mine. Beverly Hills Cop. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I like you. Do you? <laughs> Not at all. Max, I feel like the marathon has come to an end. This is a long one. Lots of characters. We are at the most important character of the entire series, Carrie Mahoney. Shout out to $2 late fee in their aggressive campaign to get the goot. Did they get him? No, I don't think they ever got him. Oh. A lot of people are trying to get Gutenberg. I mean, Gutenberg, he left the series. So Citizens on Patrol was the last one that he was in. He didn't do Miami and he didn't do City Under Siege. He said he would never do any again. I think he is on paper committed to do the reboot that Key and Peel are doing. No way. I think. Don't quote me on that. Don't quote me on that. I've heard. That's incredible. It'd be amazing. But I think it's been in like development hell since like 2018, but who knows? Gutenberg, there aren't many people that had the career he did in the 80s. And where do you even begin? There's a lot of movies that he was in. There's another world where he's like an Oscar winning, serious, incredible actor. Yeah. 
like I mean, three, three men and a baby, diner, short circuit, cocoon. diner, cocoon. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he yeah, and he's good. He's yeah. funny. He's charming, and he's like he can play serious once in a while. I, what was the one where he has cancer? Yeah, nineteen ninety, maybe ninety one movie. I think it's called Don't Tell Her It's Me. He's like a cancer survivor, and there's some serious moments in it. But neat. Yeah, I really <laughs> shh, let the air out of the balloon. Uh, Seinfeld almost had this role. So that's a wild fact that Jerry Seinfeld went out for this role. It's nuts to me. He would have been, Bubba, what are we doing? He would have been terrible Bubba. in this. Terrible in this. Coming on, son. I can't even, I'm not even going to try to do it. Uh, all right. I want to go first. And there's a reason you're going to know immediately. Oh, favorite, favorite scenes. What's, What's the, the deal? deal? What do you got? What's your favorite scene? The car parking. When you first meet him, <laughs> he parks it horizontally. <laughs> <laughs> and the beach cruiser when he has the, like the four wheeler on the beach and he's like, can you knock it off? And they're like, nope. And he's like, well, I'm going to go, you know, or the basketball coaching. There's, uh, I we're mean, playing basketball. I mean, let's just go through a bunch because that's what we're basically doing. How about when he goes to the tailor and he's got the balloon, these stuff's in his pants. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Be gentle. Um, the undercover assignment. It's the worst undercover role yeah, ever. Yeah, hey, what's your name? Chughead. You got a problem with that? He's, he's doing like a 1920s gangster impersonation. Oh, he's He's so absurd in all of these movies, right? <laughs> the podium, the po- the entire podium yeah. scene is great. But you kind of want to be him. He's like the cool, he's like Ferris Bueller, but like more degenerate. Yes, 100%. Uh, you know, we, who's, who we didn't talk about this is George Martin, but his all his, yeah. all of his interactions yeah. with George Martin are really good too. <laughs> I like George. Yeah. All right. Well, all those scenes being said, I am ready to provide you... <laughs> My unflappable answer. You're going to immediately know why I wouldn't let you go first. What you got? Val Kilmer, real genius, Chris Knight. Ooh. For the win. I love it. I can't argue with the, that. The, the charisma, the like silliness, yeah. you know, the everything about it, right? Like the, the play on words that he's always doing when he's being sarcastic. It really works. You're right. It works perfectly. You could even do a kind of movie meshing where it's like Chris burned out. And actually went to Police Academy. There you go. So it's actually Chris Knight. The multiverse. Yeah. There it is. The 80s verse. There you go. We should create that. No. Nobody no. would be interested in it except you and I. What do you mean? Well, we'll see. It's like Patton Oswalt in Parks and Rec. When oh, he's my doing God. That, that like, whole scene is so incredible. <laughs> and it's he so reached funny. his hand up from the mall. Which ended up being exactly what happened in the Book of yeah. Bubba. Have you been watching the Book no, of Bubba? Yet. Oh, you got it. It's really I've good. I've been watching six Police Academy <laughs> movies. When do I have time? Ah, ah, it's so good. All right, Max. Uh, I, uh, I went with good old Val. Who you got? Do I, oh, Round us out. Clean it up. Finish so, her up. Cut you off again. Let's hear what it is. What do you got? I have one that makes the most sense, and then I have ones that Follow are more your fun. Heart. Follow your heart. Tom Hanks. Half bachelor party, half dragnet. Because pranks are joyful, boyish charm, delightful. He's just fun. You got to go just strictly with bachelor party. I don't think dragnet plays well. Well, I know he's a cop. I know. You go strictly with Bachelor Party. Okay, that's fair. My wild card was Dennis Quaid in Inner Space. Oh, that's a really Isn't good that one. Fun? Okay, I want to do that one. That's a really good one. Yeah. Chuck Pendleton. <laughs> oh, I love that. I love that. I don't know. They're both good, but they're no Val Kilmer. They're no Chris Knight. What about Bill Murray in Stripes? It seems I, like it could have happened. He's too to him. cynical. Yeah, the, the, thing, right. the thing about Mahoney that the, even I would even argue that your pick of Tom Hanks in Bachelor Party is probably the best pick because even Chris Knight is a little cynical. But like in Bachelor Party, he's Tom right. Hanks is he's pure sunshine <laughs> and he's hilarious. Got potatoes al dente. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we did it. Yeah, this was really we fun. We made it there. Well, let's not get ahead of ourselves. We've certainly got to pause for a moment for our Buzz in the Tower fan spotlight.
Our Buzz in the Tower fan spotlight this week is from William Rapari, and he is the host of the Soup Can Podcast. So please check him out. You can find him on Instagram, Facebook. You can find him on any major podcast player. Just check out the Soup Can Podcast. Max, great stuff. Have you had a chance to listen to his episodes? He's awesome. Yeah, I'm fun stuff. Like yeah. cut from the same cloth as us. Exactly. Brother from another mother. I'm always excited to get feedback from other podcasters on on our show. And you've been banging around with him on Facebook for like months now, right? Phrasing. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> 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 good call. Good call. All right, other than that, let's hear what let's hear what William had to say. How about that? Hey guys. This is William Campbell's Rapari, and I'm the host of the Soup Can Podcast, and I'm here to be this week's guest fan spotlight. This is such a fun honor, and it's super cool that I get to be part of this. So this week's topic is recasting Police Academy. I had so much fun with this one, as this was a an 80s classic comedy that I grew up watching. It was pretty fun, yet it was, it was hard because I thought of a few right off the bat that I'd like to recast. But if I had to pick just one to recast, I would go with uh, Lieutenant Harris. Uh, I would recast him with a character played by Paul Gleason, Dwayne T. Robinson, who was the deputy police chief from the 80s action Christmas classic, Die Hard. Um, I think Dwayne believes that uh, he deserves more respect, uh, like Harris, and at times he can be aloof. For example, uh, when the terrorists are shooting out the lights, he doesn't pick up right away what they're doing until somebody else points it out. Also, when the FBI shows up, he straightens his tie and fixes his hair and makes himself look done up and clean like Harris does when uh, all the other big wigs uh, show up. The putting down of the police academy cadets uh, would come easy to Dwayne as shown how he uh, talks to Al Powell throughout the movie when he shows up. If I could throw in one more real quick recast uh, for like an honorable mention uh, and I'll see what you guys think. Uh, Lieutenant Frank Drebin from Naked Gun as Commandant Lassard. I'll leave it at that. I just want to say thank you guys so much for giving me the opportunity to do this. This was fun. Can't wait to hear what you guys think of my picks. Thanks again. This was uh, so much fun. You guys are awesome. I love your support. I support you guys. I'll leave you with the wise words of a couple other 80s icons, Bill and Ted. Be excellent to each other. Paul Gleason. That's a great call, especially I, I know he's doing it from Die Hard, but think uh, Principal Vernon, Vice Principal Vernon. Breakfast Club. Breakfast Club. Yeah, he but no, Die Hard. He nailed it. He nailed it. It's a great pick. And interesting what his other pick was, Mr. Double or Nothing on my steak dinner, because everyone in their mother is going to say that that's better than yours. So I, I can't wait to back. get the vote out there. No, no, don't take it back. None. I control our social media. No, sir. You don't have to do a post. No, thank you. <laughs> also, Paul Gleason's lieutenant. He nailed that. Yeah. He understood the assignment. He did. <laughs> That's why, Scott, why you guys were banging around on Facebook. It works out great. Uh, thank you again, William, for hopping on. And don't forget to check him out, the Soup Can Podcast. So, Max, that takes us to the end of the episode. Quick reminders. If you're not already, go to any social media platform, in particular Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. Search the handle at Buzz in the Tower, and you will be washed over with a wave of Max Sanders' famous soup. Nostalgia. It's beautiful. Mm. Mm. It's the stew. It's good Memories. Soup. It's good soup. Good soup. That's what the kids say. It's a trendy thing. That's like thing. a month and a half ago. Eh, whatever. I'm keeping up with it. Uh, now you need to be like, bing bong. Bing bong. <laughs> Spotify, leave us five stars. Follow us. Apple Podcasts, leave a review in five stars. Follow us. Uh, what other orders Patreon. can I shout at you? Patreon. Patreon. Leave us, uh, Patronize us. Patronize us. <laughs> Friends. <laughs> Romans, countrymen. Lend me your ears. Mm, ears. Max, I got nothing else other than great episode, fun recasting. 
And uh, how do you want to end this one out? We have a super special episode next week. You know, I get nervous. I know. So you made me stop and we had to redo it. Let's just, let's just wait. <laughs> let's just wait until we can just make up that we're excited about whatever topic okay. we do. We may have a real special one next week. Yeah. All right. They're all special. Yeah. These are our like our kids. They're all special to us. We have 57 kids. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yes. It's because of all the banging around we're doing on Facebook. All right, so oh, last, oh last, shout out to Travolta Trekking 1996. Matthew, oh, he Matthew loves recasting. He yeah, loves yeah. the recasting. He always does his own and says, "What do you think?" Yeah. So I just want to shout him out. He's the we recast- love that he reaches out to us. It's I call awesome. him the recasting master. The recast master. Yeah, cast master. Sounds it's like a- someone from like Last Dragon. I like it. I'm bad. We are how do you want to finish? That. How do you want to finish? You want to fizzle. No, no, no. Makes no. me feel good. What do you got? What do you got? Finish us out. Uh, okay, this is going to sound stupid. No, but, I like it. But when you edit it, it'll be good. Yeah. Cue the Michael Winslow sound effects. I'm not going to add any. I'm just no. going to leave I'm gonna leave dead air. Come on. No, you don't deserve it. All right. I want you to, <laughs> I want you to look at me. Leave me dry, bro. I want you to look at me and say, you make me sick. That's easy. You make me sick. Thank you, sir. I make everyone sick. <laughs> <laughs> See you next week. Bye. You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go.